Hello friends and welcome back to Let It Flow. I'm so excited that you're here today. If you are new to us, welcome. I say us because it's normally Carly and I on the podcast, but it's just me today, Alexis here, hi, doing a solo episode about an intro to human design because to be honest, I've talked about human design a lot. I've introduced it to friends and family. Carly and I reference it on episodes here, but we really haven't taken a moment to sit down and explain what is it and why do we care so much about it? Why should you care so much about it? How can it help you? And what does it tell you? There's just so much to it that I'm excited to dive into today. And I'm so happy you're here. And I'm excited that this can be a little reference point for you to kick off your human design journey and see if maybe this is a spiritual self-development tool that would be helpful for you. I want to start off by giving some background on how I found it. And actually, I like to say that human design finds you more than you find it because everyone that I talk to just has some off the wall story of how someone mentioned it or it popped up in their DMs. And it's kind of this sneaky, quiet little thing that will work its way into your world. And maybe I'm the messenger for you. Hi, human design (laughs) calling you in here. But I found it one day when I was visiting Carly over in Italy and I just saw a post. Somebody shared their human design on their Instagram story with a link to generate my chart. And I thought, okay, that sounds cool. I love personality tests. Let's go for it. So I typed my information in and thought, okay, cool. I'm a 5-1 sacral generator, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't really know what that means. So I read the description and was like, okay, kind of cool, I guess, whatever. And I put my phone away and thought really nothing of it until Carly looked hers up and hers was completely different. And she read about her design. And I was like, wait, 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 like you don't actually see the world that way. Do you, you don't experience that because like, this is what I experience. And she was like, Oh no, like I don't experience that at all. This is what I experience. And it was just so eye opening to see how differently we have been coexisting. And so then I started looking up my friends and my family and it just snowballed from there because being a bit of a skeptic in the past. I'm all in on everything now. Like it doesn't take much to convince me. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's go for it. Like Akashic records. You want to talk about like energy healing. You want to talk, I'm, I'm down for it. But I was skeptical and I was pretty much looking for something to be wrong in my chart just to prove the whole system wrong, which is something I like to preface human design with. It's not asking you to believe anything. It's not trying to prove anything to you. We're not asking you to, you know, believe or take on anything. It's just a tool that has surprisingly very, very accurate information about you that you'll, you will understand. Like if you look up your chart, if you haven't looked it up yet, pause this episode, go to bodygraphchart.com and look up your chart. I will link it in the show notes. Go do that now because I will describe different parts of the chart throughout this episode so that you get the gist of why they're important. But looking up your chart is the craziest thing because the more you learn about it, the more it unfolds. It's like an unlocking. Like once you know 
for example, I'm a 5-1 sacral generator and I understand what it means to be a 5-1, what sacral means, what generator means. And the more I learned about it, the more I felt in the core of my being that this is so true. And every friend and family member that I've looked up the charts for and talked to about human design, they're like, oh my God, like this is literally what I've experienced in my life. This is literally the arguments I have with my partner. This is literally the issue I have with my job. And it just reveals so much to you about who you are and who you're here to be. It's not telling you to be anything else. It's an invitation to come back to who you've always been. I want that to be very, very clear. Human design just shows you who you already are. It shows you how your energy interacts with the world around you. And because of this, it's how you also attract opportunities to you, how you attract attract environments to you and people to you. And then because of that, like I know I'm a generator. I know that I have a like warm and buzzy energy that is magnetic and enveloping and people can feel it. Like generators and manifesting generators light up a room when they enter. Like you can feel it. And when they're excited about something, like you can probably feel it and hear it in my voice, even just talking about human design. When you as a generator, a manifesting generator, talk about and do what you're passionate about, it resonates into the world around you and everybody can feel your energy. It lights up the world when you go after what you want. And it's just so important for you to continue to do that. So understanding that about my energy just really helped me to just continue pursuing anything I'm curious about, you know, and do it without so much questioning, without thinking so much, is this right? Is this wrong? Because it also tells you how your intuition communicates with you. So your energy type is either a generator, a manifesting generator, a projector, a manifester or a reflector. The majority of the population are generators and manifesting generators. And no, that doesn't mean that you're not special. <laughs> you are so unique, but the majority of the world are those energy types. The And when I say energy type, it's like, these are the people that go, 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 do, 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 um, find the passion that they're lit up by and just kind of go after it. Not that the other types don't do that, but your energy is just designed differently. The other types need a little bit more rest. So there's those five energy types in the world in varying percentages. And you can tell from the world, there's 70% of the population are these people that are like, go, 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 do, do, do. Hello, corporate America. Hello, how we live in the US and a lot of the world. And there's still a 30% population of manifestors, projectors, and reflectors that are very, very important to make the world go around, but they're just not here to operate in the same way. And that's where human design is so important because everyone is out here trying to be something that they're not. Me as a generator, so often, I mean, I went to design school. For those that don't know, I actually do have an apparel design degree. So I was in school and we would be working on these projects. And as a generator, my strategy for moving through the world. So if you're looking up your chart right now, if you didn't pause last time, pause the episode now and look up your chart, do it now. I will wait. You'll be reading and you'll see your energy type and then it'll say your strategy. So your strategy is how you are meant to move through the world with the least amount of resistance. It's how you are here to make decisions according to what opportunities come to you. So for example, as a generator, I'm here to respond, manifesting generators as well, um, but you're here to respond and also inform. 
I might make more episodes in the future going in on like the nitty gritty details because there is so much in human design that I don't want this in intro episode to be overwhelming. I just want you to understand the gist of like why this information is so helpful. So don't worry, there will be more to come. <laughs> but as a generator, I'm here to respond to the opportunities that are magnetized to me because that generator energy is constantly like zoop, zoop, zoop. Like I, there's things coming into my org field all the time. There's people, there's environments, there's opportunities, there's, there's job opportunities, there's collaborations. Even responding to something as simple as, do you want pasta for dinner? Or it doesn't have to be a huge decision. Like I am responding to things all day. And you could say, yeah, well, everybody's responding to things all day. Not in the same way as a generator. Like I am here. I, I usually say generators, picture yourself in a lazy boy chair and there's people coming around with platters and being like, hello, miss. Like, would you like some of that? And with a sacral, this goes into the authority which is how your intuition uniquely speaks to you. There's seven unique authorities or intuition, <laughs> ways intuition speaks to you in human design. So mine is sacral. So I'm a generator. Things are zoop, zoop, zoop into my org field. I am sitting back and responding saying, hell yes, heck no. I love that. Hate that. I want to touch that. I'm going to put that back. Like I am responding with my gut instinct, that sacral energy in the moment. So now human design has shown me how I attract opportunities, how other people experience my energy, how I make decisions in the most aligned way and just trusting that. It also tells me what that feels like. Like my sacral energy, my authority feels like a fire in my core. It feels like, like, um, I can actually feel it in my gut. And I feel myself walking towards something. I feel myself picking something up or on the opposite end of the spectrum. I feel myself leaning away. I feel my voice go, um, like, I don't know. Like if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. That is how I have been living my life for the past couple years since I found human design. I made the decision to move back to Minneapolis based on my human design. I felt a hell yes when I walked in the apartment building. I felt a hell yes when I talked to the girl that I moved in with initially. I felt a hell yes when I looked at the sign of the building that I work in now. And so I've just been following that feeling. And it also tells you themes. So if you're scrolling down on this page that I told you to pause and look up your, your chart on, it'll say your al alignment themes. And for me as a generator, there's satisfaction and there's frustration. So the way that you can use these themes is to check in with yourself. It's a sign of alignment and a sign of misalignment. So with me, satisfaction is the ultimate feeling. And I really resonate with that word. For some of you, you might be looking at it and you say, manifestors, you have anger and peace. And projectors, you have sat or success and bitterness. So like you, we don't all have the same themes, which makes sense because we're all so different. But I have talked to people, like when you read the word bitterness, as a generator, I'm like, I don't know that I would say I've ever really felt like, I don't really resonate with that word frustrated though. Frustrated. Hell yeah. Like that is what I feel. I've never said that. Like, I don't get angry. I just get frustrated. It's like my whole body tenses up and just gets mm, like, that's frustration for me. But my friend is like Carly. She is a manifester and she resonates with that word angry. Like she understands what 
like anger feels like at the core of her being. And she really understands peace. Like that, those words like work for her. So again, if the words don't work for you, there's a lot of words in human design that are mm, not the most approachable. Um, especially when you get into the profiles that, that fraction looking number on your chart, they don't, the words used to describe them are like not the best. And that's why I'm a human design reader, but I'd like to say I'm a human design translator because it just like anybody could read the book about it, but not, it's not the easiest thing to comprehend and apply. That's the most important part and why human design just really, just, I, it rocked my world clearly, but it is so actionable. This is the whole experiment. Honestly, if you only know your energy type, your strategy and your authority, that's it. That's the whole experiment, like book closed. You don't even have to look at anything else in your design. There's a billion other things that you can that are super fun to geek out about. And I would love to talk your ear off about it. But the most important thing is for me to understand that I'm a generator here to respond to the world around me with my sacral gut instinct. And as I do that, I will come more and more into alignment with who I'm meant to be. If you are not following your energy type strategy and authority, the rest of it is like, doesn't matter. The The rest of your chart is going to be misaligned. Like you could read something about your Mercury gate, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. If you are not responding with your sacral authority as a generator, you are not going to experience the gifts and like all of the beauty of the aligned version of you. That is the first part is like following your energy type strategy authority that helps you balance out any misalignment that is in your chart. And by misalignment, I mean, when you look at the centers, the centers are the shapes. Some of them are colored. Some of them are not. Neither is better or worse than another. There's nothing in human design that is better or worse when you're comparing your friends and family, like someone having more color, someone having less color, someone having more of the tubes, the channels does not matter. Every single chart is perfect, but the places where you're most open to conditioning and influence from other people are those centers that aren't colored in. They're called undefined, or if there's no numbers highlighted at all, it, it looks completely empty. Those are open. And those are just your places for very deep learning because you're open to that influence. So most likely if you're looking into personal growth and just becoming the best, highest version of yourself, there's a lot of work to be done in those centers that are not colored in. And that's where I'm really passionate about this because it's a great place to start. Um, for anybody who's new to me and who I am, I also went through an energetics NLP EFT, um, coaching certification program. And it just, it didn't resonate. It felt like something was missing for me trying to like speak with clients and figure out where to start and like pinpoint like where's like what's the point of friction in life right now. But when I use human design, I am so quickly able to reflect on my chart and say, oh my God, my completely open crown center, which if you haven't figured out by now, they align with the chakra system. There's a couple extra in human design, um, but that is why I'm sure anybody that is familiar with it is looking at their chart right now saying, oh my God, that's the chakras. Um, so yes, that is in human design. There's a few different things and nuances to it, but, but yeah, I can notice where 
I have that top triangle open on my chart. That's the crown. It's the inspiration center. So when I am listening to podcasts, reading books, scrolling on socials and absorbing so much content, I feel my crown center so chaotic. I feel like no ideas are my own. I really can't identify if I have any original thought or if I'm just copying everybody and I just can't figure out what to do next. And I just feel so chaotic. And that's when I know I'm like, oh my gosh, my open crown. I need to just shut everything off, put everything away, take a deep breath and empty out, empty out everything that has been pouring into that open center. Um, you can also think of those ones as like receiver dishes. So with anybody that has them colored in, those people are sending out the energy signal. They have access to that energy. So they're sending it out to you and you're receiving that energy in all of the ones that are the open receiver dish. Or I like to say like an empty cup versus a full cup. So like when you're with somebody, they're pouring that energy from their full colored in center. They're, they're, yeah, I don't know how else to (laughs) describe this metaphor, but they're pouring that energy because you, you can feel people's energy when you walk in a room. Like you don't really need proof of that. Like we are all energetic beings. So when you walk into a room, your energy is interacting with other people. That's how people can feel when you're a generator and you're lit up by something. People can feel you're a projector when you're sitting down with them at the table and asking them like deep questions. Like people can feel that energy, whether you even know about it or not. Um, So that's just where it gets to be so, so helpful, but none of that will unfold unless you're really following your energy type strategy and authority. And I will preach that to you a million times and I hope you get sick of it. I hope that it's like drilled into your head that you need to understand that. And then the profile is Oh my God. The profile is where I fell in love with human design. If I can even say that there was a tipping point, it was when I read about being a five one. So there's 12 different profiles. And this is the, this is the closest thing to maybe a Myers-Briggs personality test type of thing. If you know what you are in Myers-Briggs, um, a five one is like the personality profile of human design. And I felt so seen, heard, and understood in, I'm just like speechless to even think about it. And there's six different lines. So each profile is made up of two lines. So mine being a five and a one, there's six lines total. So you might be a six, two, you might be a four, one, you might be, there's, you know, there's 12 different ones. So me being a five, one, I sat down and read about this and it's called the challenge solver. Um, yeah. And I was like, okay, sure. I like to solve problems, but no, the line five is the helper, the hero, someone who wants to innately help people. And people also know that you can help them in some way. And I just think of how many times I was at a party and I mean, I would sit down on the couch next to my friends and then complete strangers at the party. And I love, I'm a chatty Cathy too. Uh, Clearly I'm a social butterfly. So I say hi to people, but it'll be more than that. It's not just like a high, like, what are you drinking type of thing in college? It was like, people would sit down and it would be, people would say like, are you going to go home? It's like 4am and you've been talking for like three hours. And I'm like, no, we've almost like solved everything. Like we're, we're talking about life and like, like the dreams that they have. And like, we're getting into like, sometimes it was traumas. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? Like, we are literally strangers. Um, I also have a gate, um, one of the little numbers in the chart that is the listener. 
So also figuring that out, people tend to just tell me things without me even prompting them. And it's kind of crazy, but it's just, it's so cool to understand that that is something unique to me. Cause I was like, doesn't everybody have deep conversations with like random strangers on the street? And I have friends who do not have a line five and they're like, no, that is, that sounds awful. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I kind of, th- I live for it. I love it. I could talk to a stranger about life forever. <laughs> and then the line one is the researcher. So if I get on a topic, I just want to absorb all of the information about it. And I don't mean like, oh, I'm going to listen to a podcast and like, you know, buy one book. It's like, no, I got interested in human design and I did a 12 week training on it. I have like the Gene Keys books, which is even deeper. I have the I Ching book. I have the Incarnation Cross book. I have watched YouTube videos. I have like followed people on social media. I, everything like it's never, never ending. And kind of the shadow of that having a one is never feeling like you have enough information. So like I've definitely blocked myself from even sharing about human design and doing readings because I'm like, no, 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 I, I don't know enough about it yet. Or like just, I need to just read this one more thing. And and I need another metaphor and like just really held myself back thinking I don't have enough to share to help yet. Or because of the five, I don't have the knowledge to share to the standard that people are going to expect me to give. It's that fear of, you know, letting people down. The five can have that too, because people project their expectations onto line fives. So it'll be unsaid It's just me saying, oh no, like they're going to expect me to have the answer to everything. And because I'm a line one, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I I need more time. I need to research. I need to study one more thing. I need to take this quiz. And so being able to sit back and take a breath and say, you know what? That's just my line one kicking in. And then I can shrug it off and be like, nope, I'm good enough. I'm good. Like I have enough knowledge now. I mean, clearly I'm recording this podcast episode and I hope that this is enough knowledge for you. If you want more, let me know because I have it. (laughs) Anybody with a line one, you understand what I mean. And if you don't have one, I'm sure there's somebody in your life that has a line one and you know that you can go to them for all of the details on everything. And these are kind of short, so I can go into all of them. But the one being the researcher, the two is often called the hermit, but the two is naturally gifted. If you have a two in your profile, you might be more likely to retreat and it's called the hermit because you might like your alone time. And that's just because you like that time to dive into your gifts, your skills, your interests, to get better at your craft. And that is all lovely. We love that. We love our twos. We love the naturally gifted, but (laughs) your gifts need to be called out by other people. So it's very, very important for you to also make a point to go out into the community, to hang out with friends and family and share about what it is that you love to do because your gifts will be called out and opportunities will flow to you in ways that aren't going to come if you're holed up in your room, let's be brutally honest. (laughs) So very important for the two to get out there. The three is the life experimenter. So if you have a three in your profile, you most likely relate to trying everything, pick things up, put things down, try things, fail at things like you're tripping up, you're learning, and you might feel a little bruised not going to lie because you are learning through life experience and people know that people admire you for that. You are that person that's out in the trenches. Me as a five, one, I could tell you 
I could tell you until like I'm blue in the face. Like, don't do that. I have researched everything and it tells me that you are going to trip and fall. And you will say, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to try to do it anyway, though. Um, thank you for your information. And respectfully, I decline to listen and I'm going to go do it anyway. <laughs> so that is the line three. You just want to get out there. You want to get your hands dirty and like find out for yourself. And that is so cool. I love my line threes. I have a lot of friends with threes. And the four is the... Um, the opportunist. It's the community builder. Whether or not you feel like a social person is not the case. You don't have to be social to be a line for. People just know that you are someone that can hold community and build community. I describe this person similarly into what I said of the five being at a party, but the four at the party can go sit in a corner. Like you just, you don't want to dance. You don't want to be around anybody. Actually, you just want to sit there and mind your own business in the corner and all of a sudden the table is full and you're like, what the, what the heck? Like, I just wanted to sit down here and not talk to anybody. I'm actually kind of sick of people, but everybody's like coming over to hang out with you. I don't know what it is. Like you're a magnet to people and to community. And that doesn't mean that you have to be like an influencer with like 5 million followers. It could even be just in your community, like a mom group. It could literally, you're probably the one like organizing the dinner or hosting, or like you are the person that is at the party. Like you want to know what's going on too. Um, so yeah, there's different variations of the four there, but also I love all of them. I love all of these numbers. I'm like, oh, I love my four friends. <laughs> I, I love it. And then the five we already talked about being, um, the hero and, Ugh, for better or worse. That's the thing. Like people do need to save themselves though. And that's really important for the five. I know we talked about the five a little bit, but I do just want to put it out there for anybody with a five that you don't have to solve all of the problems. You get to decide what you can help with and what you are not going to help with. And you get to set your boundaries and be clear about that. And if you needed that message, you're welcome. And I hope that... <laughs> I hope you set that boundary for whatever it is. The six is a really interesting number and it is so cool, but it happens. It, how do I even say this? It happens in three different phases. So if that's confusing, let me break it down. So the six is the sage, but it takes a while to get there. So in your first 30 years of life, the six is acting like a three, so like we said, the three is trial and learning, picking things up, putting things down, Try it, trial and error, see what works, see what you like, see what you don't like. You are the experimenter, like full throttle, full speed ahead. And then in your second phase of life, age around 30 to 50, you are retreating. You're acting like a line two. So you've gone out, you've tripped up, you've figured up, figured out what works, what doesn't work. And now it's time for you to kind of go inside and clean yourself up a bit. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm a little tired. I'm going to sit down for a sec and kind of look out the window and contemplate what I've learned, what I'm good at, what I enjoy doing. And I'm going to start, you know, growing those skills, growing those gifts. Cause you remember the two is naturally gifted. And you just keep working on that. And you can also look out the window and watch other people try, trying and tripping and doing their thing. And you're like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to do that anymore. But I'll learn from you, though. Um, you can trip and fall. I, I'm good in here. <laughs> and you can come and tell me the lessons. Like, I'm, I'll listen. I don't need to do all of that anymore. And then in the third phase of life, from 
50-ish. Again, these eight, it's not like you're going to turn 30 or turn 50 and all of a sudden, whoa, new chapter. Um, ish. You will feel the shift though. So in the last phase of life, you are that sage because people know that you have gone out and tried and learned. You have the life experience. Then you have perfected your craft. And now you are here to give the advice. You have that eagle eye perspective. You can just provide perspective on life and the things that you have expertise in, in a way that people know is so embodied. And that is just so admirable, super, super cool. Um, so yeah, you'll have two lines in your profile. You can kind of listen to this and combine the two that you have. And obviously like those are the big qualities in your life. Um, and just understanding this helps me understand like my sister and my mom and like friends and just understanding how they experience the world. And you can watch it happen. You can see how people are acting and you're like, Oh my gosh, that is so you or like, that's your line one. Oh, look at that line four over there. Just being the social butterfly or like, look at the people coming to them. So I hope that you felt really seen in your profile, but now we've talked about your energy type, strategy, authority, and profile. I touched a little bit on the centers there. So your centers are the shapes. Um, defined means colored in. Undefined is not colored. Open means that there's no numbers highlighted and it's not colored in. It's just a place for deep learning. Um, so each one of those has its own themes. I'm not going to dive into them on this episode. I'm trying to hold myself back here, guys. I'm a line one with all the information that really wants to pour this out, but this cannot be a five-hour episode. It would be more than that. In my training, Leah, bless her. I love her to death. My my human design mentor is amazing. And every one of our training videos is three hours long. It was a 12-week program and there's bonus modules. Like, subtle plug for Leah, but holy heck girl, like there is so much given in that program. It, she covers every single part of human design and that is very, very hard to do because there are the channels, which are the tubes that you see, um, connecting all of the shapes and those are the gifts that you carry. So each one of those has a special gift. And if it's the same color as the column on the right, that means it's conscious to you. If it's the same color as the column on the left, that means it's unconscious. So people probably see that gift in you more than you see it in yourself. But there's all of those. Every single one of the numbers has its own definition. The arrows at the top, the numbers at the top. There's a million different ways that you can look at human design. That's why it can be applied in so many different ways. That's why it's so helpful to just know about yourself. And you know what? If you look up your human design and you read it and you say, no, none of this relates to me, that's fine. You don't, you don't have to. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to use it. There's people that love the Enneagram. I've barely read, I've read like my one paragraph about it, but that's not the tool for me. Human design is the tool for me. So I just encourage you to experiment and see what resonates with you. But for me, human design has just changed the game. It's changed the way I interact with the world. It's changed my certainty and confidence in myself and my own decision-making to be able to trust my intuition and play with it more rather than thinking, like I'm so up in my head and making all these decisions and overthinking, I feel so much more in tune with my body. It's like this 
this crazy calm feeling that I could not even tell you, like, I wish you could meet, actually, no, nope, she can stay back there, but I was going to say, I wish you could meet college me, but no, no, that girl, (laughs) she can stay where she is, but I was just so stressed out and like trying to make the right choice and not knowing what to do with my life because I was just following the, the syllabus for so long and I was like good at school and I knew how to do that and everybody said that you would just get a job afterwards and everything just works out and I could cry even thinking about how like overwhelmed and genuinely in hindsight, I depressed she was of feeling like I knew what I was doing until graduation, until we like threw our hats and then I was completely lost and didn't know how to make decisions for myself and really questioned whether anything that I did was for me. And that was really overwhelming. (laughs) And I know that somebody will resonate with that too, in your own way of just wondering whether the life you're living is the life that is meant for you. And human design can just help you reflect on it. And that doesn't mean like uproot your life or anything. I have an open identity center. So a lot of the things I talk about on this podcast are all about identifying who you are and what you believe in and experimenting with like self-discovery is so much fun for me. It's good. It's a lifelong journey, but you can look at human design in so many different ways and you can see like where you're maybe headed with your North node. If you're into astrology, some of this might be familiar, but the planets are involved in human design. So you can see your North node and what gate it's associated with and where you might be headed. And I personally, when I do readings, I look at the conscious sun. So that's your, the top number on the right column. That number has a meaning and it's 70% of your personality. It's the theme of your life basically. And it's going to keep coming up and it has a shadow, it has a gift, and then it has an enlightened state, like the most ideal state of it. And oh my God, mine, I've, I cry every single time that I read about mine. Mine is number three. I don't know if anybody out there also has a three. Um, there's a lot in there about innocence and like the most enlightened state is innocence. And just <laughs> the three is so funny. I read something about it that I guess I'm the type of person that realizes we are living in a freaking simulation, like is very, very aware of the play going on and how silly this, how silly life is really the whole thing. And I've always felt that way. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, do I have to wake up and like do this thing today? Like what, like, why is everybody driving on the highway right now? Where are you going? What are you doing? (laughs) And I find myself with this narrative in my head and I'm like, doesn't everybody feel that way? No. No, not everybody feels that way. And that's what human design showed me. Um, But yeah, knowing that we're in a play and choosing to get up and do it every single day and know that it's really not that serious and we're here to play and experiment at the end of the day. That is my 70% of my personality. (laughs) It's like helping people remember how innocent life is and it just really doesn't need to be as crazy as we make it. And we get to go out and play. We get to jump in a puddle. We get to run in the ocean. We get to look at a sunset. We get to try everything. And oh my gosh, I feel such a fire even saying things like that out loud because there's so many people that just don't. And uh, now I'm getting into my heart. (laughs) Now I'm getting really into it. Um, I've also looked at my Mercury. For anybody that's a business owner and entrepreneur, 
there's Mercury is what you're here to communicate and share. And oh my gosh, like it resonates with me so much, like the number that mine is. And I've read it to some some people in readings, like what your 70% of your personality is and what you're here to communicate and share. Even just knowing those two can help with branding so much. Um, your charts, your aura overlaps. And so your charts overlap. Like if you're in a relationship, you can do relationship readings. You could do mother daughter readings or like father, son, whatever you want to do. Like you can overlap any people in your life and see, Oh my God, like this is our relationship. Here's where we conflict on a couple things, or here's where they have dominance in this gift. And here's where I have dominance in this gift. And the most important things really come from your profiles and your energy type, just in and your decision-making, like an emotional decision-maker. Like if say somebody's a five, one emotional generator and I'm a five, one sacral generator, that person is meant to make decision over time and I need to make decisions in the moment. So you can see where the frustration would be if there was a relationship between two people that are sacral versus emotional, which is a lot of the population, by the way, um, where people are like, well, hurry up. We need to do this. We need to book the tickets now. And the emotional is like, oh my God, I guess. Okay, sure. Like just, just book it. I guess I'll go. And then a couple days go by and they're regretting that decision so much because they should have slept on it. They should have waited. They should have waited for the excitement to die for the generator, the sacral generator to walk away and make sure that they actually wanted to go. And it wasn't just them living off of someone else's energy. So understanding that type of stuff can really help with like partnership. It can help with how you speak with your friends and family like generators, for example, manifesting generators, we do better in conversations where there's options. So if there's someone in your life, and I like using the example of dinner because it's just very easy. If there's a generator and a projector, for example, a projector loves open-ended questions. They want to be able to just riff and go deep and, you know, be asked open-ended. You could ask them, what do you, what do you want for dinner? What are you feeling for dinner? Open-ended question. They're here for it. So the projector though, if the projector asked the generator, what do you want for dinner? I feel so overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't know. There's like everything in the world. That's like every option ever. Like we could have Chinese, we could have tacos, we could have pasta, we could have pizza, we could have salads, we could have, I'm like, my mind immediately is like so overwhelmed by that question. And like, I don't know. But if a projector, if somebody asked me, do you want pizza or pasta? I can probably tell you, oh yeah, I'm feeling pasta tonight. Super easy, point blank. So it helps you communicate better in that way and understanding how they hear the question, like how they like to be communicated with, even if they're not aware of it. That's the thing. You don't have to look up your human design and then all of a sudden say, everybody in your life needs to understand this now. That is not the case. And it's taken time for me to feel that like, actually feel that way because I have been that person that's like, oh my gosh, look at this thing I found. Like, which if you're excited, yeah, share it. But you really can't rush people's process and you can just use this tool. And as you casually talk about it, people are going to be curious and they will ask about it. I found that it's so much better to just, you know, kind of keep the little nuggets to yourself. Like I haven't done a human design reading for my dad. If he ever asks me, 100%. I'll be down to do it, but I'm not going to go up to him and be like, dad, you're a projector and this is what it means. And you're, you need to change or do this. Like, no, I'm never, ever going to do that. I'm not. Um, I have even, I've told my mom and my sister a little bit about theirs, but 
until they're really curious and like actually want to say, Hey, you know what? I really am curious about what you're doing. Um, it seems to be impacting your life a lot and let's chat about it and have that open communication. You don't need to tell them it will radiate into your relationships just by you knowing how to communicate with them and how to treat their energy and honor their rest if they need it and, and how they're here to make decisions and everything. So it'll be super cool when you look this up and you might be looking at your chart right now and Googling everything, which if you're a line one, I bet you're Googling everything. (laughs) If you're a three, I bet you're experimenting already. But there's a million different things that you can look into and human design can be a lens. I like to say that it's a lens to put over whatever area of life is going well or needs help and can just give you the tool to ask questions that you might not have thought of before. That's the thing. Like it doesn't matter if it's true. It really matters if it's useful. And if somebody is in a reading with me and They really don't resonate with a lot of it, but it helps them say, you know what? Actually, I think I do make decisions better in the moment. I don't know. I normally sleep on it, but I think I should try that. That's cool. Like try something new or wow, I've never thought of it that way. Or man, I've never thought of satisfaction as the goal for me, but like, I really do resonate with that word. It can be such a little shift. You don't have to sit back and be like, wow, this is me on paper, (laughs) even though that's how I felt, (laughs) it might not feel that way for you. And just think about it. This is your chart for life. Nobody is changing your chart. And if we are going to go deeper into things like, yes, astrologists, astrologers, I don't know why I never know. Is it astrologist or astrologer? Please help me. But (laughs) if you know about transits, like the planets are moving. So there is astrology in human design. So as the planets move, they do activate different gates, which all of this verbiage that I'm using right now, if it's confusing, just tune me out for a second. But for the people that are interested in astrology and know a bit about it, um, not me like talking around the word because I'm self-conscious that I'm going to say the wrong word. Anyway, all of you out there that are into the planets, (laughs) um, as they move, they light up different gates in the chart. So one day, like you might not have access to one of your channels, then the next day you will. So people that are into that high level stuff, your chart does change day to day, but at the core of it, the base of it, your birth human design chart is not changing. Like I have mine printed out on the wall and I look at it every single day and there's things that I have learned about it that have shown themselves to me as I've been experimenting. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this aspect is really showing up right now. And then I know that in the future, like for me, the identity center, that has been really ruling the past couple of years of my life. But I feel like I've gotten to a point, I feel so much more grounded in myself and who I am. And a lot of that has to do with human design and asking the right questions and reflecting and growing and experimenting and understanding what it means to have an undefined identity center. If you want to talk about it, girlfriend, I could talk to you forever about an undefined identity center. (laughs) But I feel like there's this chapter coming for me to work on other centers and that that is going to come up through relationships in particular. I don't know what what type of relationship that's going to be. I'm hoping that it's going to be good. (laughs) You never know. But like 
the things that you struggled with in middle school are not the things that you struggled with like as in your 20s and high school you is different than college you. And so as your life has phases, different parts of your chart are going to feel more activated, more impactful or (laughs) for better or worse, more impactful, let's be honest. But it just helps you lean into more of your gifts and see yourself anytime that you start feeling lost and uncertain of who you are, what you're here to do, and you just want some more clarity or just that calm sense of peace that you are doing it right. Like you literally can't mess up. You are here for a purpose and a reason and human design just reflects that back to you. It's the most beautiful thing. And there are so many different parts that I didn't even touch on, but I hope that this was a decent intro into why I'm so passionate about it and how the parts of my chart just reflecting here to you have helped me to apply it and how it's changed my life. And it will most definitely change yours. Like I haven't met a single person that I've told human design to that hasn't popped back up and said, you know what, can you tell me a little bit more about this thing? Um, I'm, I'm really curious now or, or right off the bat, they're like, oh my God, like this is my life. And you're telling me that everything is okay. And sometimes it just takes that validation. It's so nice to see your soul on paper. That's, it's a whole big hug from the universe hearing your human design. And I would love, love, love nothing more than to tell you all about yours. So I'm going to include a shameless self-promotion here. I do readings, obviously, (laughs) and the booking link is in my bio on Instagram through Stan Store. You can book a time right on my calendar. It's super easy peasy to do, and I do hour-long sessions. If you would like to do that just for yourself, if you would like to gift it for somebody else, you can most definitely do that. I've had somebody purchase a reading for their daughter for her birthday and just filled out the information in the form when you book the reading. Um, She filled it out with her daughter's information and she had that information. You do need your birth date, time, and location as exact time to the minute if you can If you don't know, there are some instructions on there on what to do, but it's just the best thing ever, in my opinion. (laughs) These readings have been so much fun. All of the women that I've met so far are just the most beautiful humans, and it lights me up so much to see people fall in love with themselves and realize how cool they are and the gifts that they bring to the world. It's just absolutely incredible. And you can feel, you can feel the ease and the peace and the understanding and just the, ah, like the, the exhale of, wow, everything is okay. Like the universe has really got my back and given me all the tools that I need. And I also love doing in-person workshops and collaborating with local businesses. So if you live in the Minneapolis area and you would like to plan something, I do currently live here and will be living here for the next year or so, at least. Who knows? My open identity center. Maybe I'll just, you know, jet off to, maybe I'll go live with Carly in Italy. She would like that. (laughs) But who knows? I will be here for the foreseeable future and would love to collaborate with anybody that's down for it. I've also had this vision of where I think society is going with 
planning parties and celebrations, I think it would be really fun to bring human design into like women's circles. And like, if somebody wants to do a birthday party, that's different, um, bringing human design in to do a reading for your friends and you can kind of, it's so fun to see if people who know each other learning about each other's design. Cause they're like, Oh my God, like that's so you, or I don't know. Everybody just really plays off each other. It's a good time. Um, or if you have a business and you want to do it for your team or, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, but there's so many different ways that human design can be used in a fun capacity. I love events. So please hit me up. Please DM me. And if you have any other questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. My Instagram DMs are open. I would love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this information about human design, this was just an intro overview, kind of telling you how cool it is. But I would love to do more detailed episodes. If that's something that you want to hear, please DM me directly on Instagram and let me know what you'd like to know more about. Because like I said, there's a million and one things that I could do episodes on. But I'd love to break things down for you if that's something you're interested in. If you have a few seconds to spare to leave us a quick rating and review, we would appreciate you so, so much. We love hearing from you. It really does help the podcast as well. Hit the ears of other people that are into all of this stuff, you know, grow in the community, love chatting with all of you. So please do that and then book a reading below. I'll include the link if you really want to dive into your specific chart. I'm here for you. So with that, I'll see you when I see you. Bye.